Hello. Hello. Okay. So apparently this interview... 30-minute... Well, hopefully around there. Since he's a busy guy, I think he was on NXT like three weeks ago, right? So I'm going to invite him and... Okay. Let's get my questions. I have a decent amount. Uh, I believe I have 30 minutes worth or or less than that, hopefully. All right. So I guess we're going to... Uh, he got the invite, and oh yeah, we haven't even told who we're interviewing yet. So we're interviewing Tristan Archer. I'll explain who he is. Actually, he, NX, um, he's a UK wrestler. It, uh, he was on the Cruiserweight Classic and NXT UK a few weeks ago. Eleven year veteran, I believe. Yes, eleven year veteran. Right. So this should be cool. So this should be good. Sorry if I sound rushed. I kind of am rushed. I um, was on my way to my room, then I started it, and when I found out I had thirty minutes, I had to rush it a little. So yeah, yeah. Right. He got the invite. He should be joining any second. Cool. My notes. Yeah, I have a decent amount of questions. Don't know if I'll get to all of them, but I'll probably won't handle that. But definitely some of them, like the most. I don't know about important ones, but guess we'll take turns asking me first and you. Yeah. All right. Probably should have hyped this up, but uh, he's typing. <laughs> he's typing. I'm not sure if he knows. Um, hold up. So, um, he's having microphone issues. Let me see. Hmm. If one of my questions is also one of, like, if one of my questions comes up as one of your questions, then I'll just cross that one out. I'm sure there will be many that are like that. Oh, I'm sure because it's like I, I'm pretty sure we thought like the same. Or I don't know. It's like there's like yeah. I'm I'm sure like either I'm gonna steal one of your questions or you're gonna steal one of mine just because we have that had that same like thought or mindset or whatever. You're right. That's definitely what happened. And if it does, I'll just cross mine out. 
and then, or if it happens to you, I guess, I don't know, you'll cross yours out. Oh, hey, Tristan. Hello. 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 All right. Okay, how are you? I'm good in here. Good. So, we have many questions. We definitely won't get to all of them. Do you want to answer, um, ask first, Jake, or should I? No, it's good. Um, I, I can start. All right. Go for it. All right. My first question, starting off a little simple. Um, what, what is it like living in the UK? Can you repeat? What is it like living in the UK? Living or wrestling in the UK? Living, I'm, I'm not living in the UK at the moment. I just spent, I just spent a month over there because of the quarantine. We have to, okay. to get there a little bit earlier. That's all. Wrestling, I guess next. Uh, wrestling, wrestling in the UK. It's it's pretty cool. They have a big, 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 big um, knowledge about wrestling. A big history with wrestling. So the fans, uh, when in the past when I used to wrestle in in the in the England, the fans are really reactive. They know how to react when a face do something or a heel do something. So it's pretty amazing the the big reaction you can have. Correct that. UK crowd is amazing. Like yes, phenomenal. Definitely. So, um, you had a match against Jordan Devlin two weeks ago, correct? Yes, last week. Right. Yes. How is how is um. How did all of that happen? Because are you like signed with the roster or? No, I'm not signed yet. I've done a um, a week training kind of uh, tryouts, even if I don't really need tryout because I used to work for WWE when, I, when I've done the Cruiserweight Classic in the past. Um. And after the week of training, they, they they just gave me two matches. I was not supposed to have one, and then they just decided to give me twice. So I, I was really happy with that. Um, and that's all. For the moment, that's all. All right. Well, hopefully we can see you back soon. You had pretty good match. Um, a lot was in that match in the um, six minutes, I believe. It was a... How how is it like working with people like Jordan Devlin or Cedric Alexander? It's it's pretty much um, it's pretty much usual, you know. It's, it's, I used to wrestle guys like um, Tommy N uh, in WWE. It's uh, Alistair Black, and now it's Malachi Black. I used to wrestle guys like uh, Chris Hero, Jonathan Gresham. You know, it's it's just not on TV. So the only difference is it's when you work on TV, you need to be very careful about the way you do move and uh, where you sell and the way you sell to it's it's different because you have a lot of camera around you and you need to take care of those camera, make sure that what you do is being captured by the by the camera. But wrestling wrestling guys like Cedric or Jordan, it's it's not something new for me, uh, but it's still really cool to wrestle with somebody who 
who is really good, you know. You don't yeah. have to think about oh, uh, is he going is he going to be able to follow or is he going to do to miss something or to forget something or whatever. You know it's not going to happen because the guy is a is a pro. Yeah, I asked that question because like in the um Cruiserweight Classic which was in America, a lot of people who are out of America who get into like Um, WWE in America, it's they have to adjust their wrestling style and change up a little bit. And a lot, it's hard for some people, like no pile drivers, all that stuff. Sorry, I don't, I don't understand. I'm basically saying, um, is it like any different, like in ring? Like, is are you limited things that you can do, like in the ring? Yeah, in, in WWE, not at all. Um. We got agents for the Cruiserweight Classic, and we just bring our ID. Uh, basically, when I saw all those guys doing all those flips and all those crazy stuff, I know I can do moonsaults. I know I can do really basic eye flying stuff. But I also know in the in the Cruiserweight Classic, I might have a guy who do a double moonsault or stuff like that. So. I went to the agent and I said, okay, I will bring more uh, aggressivity and I will bring more European style, you know, like very strong style with very uh, dynamic move and, and very like not stiff, but strong, you know what I mean? And the yes. guy said, okay, okay, let's bring this. It's different than the other guy. So you can bring it easily. And I just bring this. So it, it just I just bring European style. You know, with no no eye fly and no because it's not because you're a cruiserweight you have to do eye fly and basically I'm not I'm not usually about a, a cruiserweight normally I'm around 225 but for the cruiserweight classic I, I cut down 20 pounds to make sure I, I, I'm 105 dedication there any questions Jake I I don't um I asked like multiple questions so I believe it's your turn Um, yeah, um, what's, um, what is a standard, uh, day in the life for you? A regular day, you mean? Like what I do every day? Yeah, just a, just a regular day in the life. Um, uh, wrestling is not very big in, uh, in France and it's, it's really hard to make a living on it, of it. So I have another job. I'm a, I'm a teacher also so basically regular day it's wake up go to school teach get back home around five get a get a my i think fourth meal of the day then go to the gym work out for an hour and a half do a 30 minute cardio then get back home get my fifth meal do some stretching back home after the shower, maybe do a little cardio kind of workout too, and then then get my last meal and, and just go to sleep. So basically, it's a pretty busy day. I don't have much time to do odd things. I don't go to, to theaters really often. I can watch some stuff on TV during my stretching and stuff, but I, I don't have much time to party or or going to restaurant or stuff like that. It's just 
it just work and, and train, work and train, work and train. And when I have an early day, it's wake up in the morning, go to the gym, get back home, do whatever, and then get back to the gym in the afternoon for a second second training. And basically that's all. It's like training every time I can, watch wrestling every time I can, and go on the road and, and try to get as much matches I, as I can. Ah, so are you like a professor or you teach like kids? Yeah, I'm a professor. I teaching kids uh, in primary school from 6 to 12 years old. Great. Do they ever notice you, like wrestling matches or see any of your matches? Yeah, when they're very young, they don't. But when they are around 11, 12, they're very, very used to social um, uh, social media. So they just check my name on, on Google or Instagram or Twitter, whatever, and they find out that I'm a wrestler. So after a few days, they start talking about it in the class. And I just, you know, take, I give them like 30 minutes and I say, okay, ask me any question you want for 30 minutes. And after that, it's over because here we're in class and the wrestling, it's outside the class. So I'll give you those 30 minutes. You can ask me anything, like whatever you want about, that, about wrestling, about my career, about whatever you want. But it's going to be the last 30 minutes. And uh, after that, it's pretty cool because, you know, they kind of respect that. And they kind of admire you. So they're very, like, every, every time my class are very quiet. They work pretty well. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. So, is there a certain inspiration that got you into pro wrestling? Like, any wrestler you saw on TV? or? Yes, yes. When I was a kid, uh, I think I was five or six, um, WWF was um, on French television, but only Saturday morning, uh, 7 a.m., something like that. And... We have no class in 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 France uh, Saturday, but I don't know why. This morning I was I was awake, so I just left my my room and I went to the living room. And my father was uh, sitting in the couch, and and the TV turned black, and I heard the ding, and it was the Undertaker um, entrance. And I just watched it as a, a very young kid, and I just cannot move away from the TV. So since that day, I wanted to be a wrestler. Like since I was five, I, I just, you know, felt like I can only do this. And I really tried to to do everything to become a wrestler. It's pretty hard in France. It's 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 not like the US. You can find a a good school or a good a good place to train really easily in France it's really really hard you don't have like I don't think there is any promotion with um with a real wrestling ring it's boxing ring that they modified to be to be a wrestling ring so it's pretty hard to work with so I have to wait a lot of time because my parents uh were broke not broke like but not really rich so I was not able to to pay my flight and my my um, school before I was twenty four. 
So I have to wait a long time before before being able to train. So uh, that's really awesome. And how you beat all of that to actually achieve your dreams. And basically go to the promotion that you saw on TV as a kid. Uh, on TV, only WWE in France. Really only WWE. When we had the, um, the war between WCW and WWE, none of those uh, promotions were uh, on French TV at all. When they get back on TV, it was after this war. So WWE won it. And that's all. Like, I have to check all those um, moments, all those matches on YouTube or on the WWE network uh, after after it happens. So it's really hard to find something different in, in France. Right now, it's different. Right now, you can watch... I, AEW, you can watch WWE, you can watch what's was on TV, TNA, Ring of Honor, on different like French channels. But when I was young, it was only WWE. That's it's a change for the better, I suppose. More wrestling. It's more wrestling. It's better, like because more people are gonna watch it, and more people maybe gonna fall in love with it. Maybe some people not gonna like WWE, but if they watch Ring of Honor, it's gonna just fan in love and and it's gonna be one more wrestling fan. So it's really cool that people can you know choose between WWE and all the promotions. Really is. Any questions, Jake, to um, ask us? Like you can ask him with you. So when I was watching. Sorry, I didn't hear you at all. You cut out, Jake. Yeah, um, sorry about that. I noticed in your match against uh, Devlin that you tried going for the GTS. Is that your finisher? Yeah, not at all. Um, My finisher move is, um, I call him the coup coup d'etat. It's a thumbstone position at the beginning, and then I send the guy in the air, and... We both go down, but he got my both knee uh, under him. Okay. Have, so you, have you seen the two British guys who do wrestle in NXT right now? Um, Young? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen their finishing move? Yeah. And he throw the guy in the air and the, the other guy grab him and give him a, a kind of cut breaker? Yep. Yeah. It's the same, but all by myself. Oh, okay. Uh, I saw um the match where you did the pile driver, then you turned into that. It's a yeah. really cool finisher. Cool. Uh, Jake. Um... Uh, all right. Um, this is a good one, I think. <laughs> um, how, like, how did you come into uh, contact with uh, WWE's NXT UK brand? Did you go to them? Did they come to you? 
Um, the first contact I got from WWE was in 2015, I think. Um, I was wrestling. Uh, I was yeah wrestling in in Germany, and uh, if I understand correctly, the guy who was doing the commentary in German. Uh, saw me wrestle somewhere in Germany and just sent my picks to WWE. So after that, they contacted me to do a tryout in, in London. I've done two tryouts over there. And after the second one, they contacted me for uh, the crew at Classic. After that, I got a good feedback from them, but nothing, you know, nothing concrete. Don't have any contract or whatever. I'll just get back to, to the Indies in Europe. Uh, traveling a little bit around, I, I, I went back to the US for two or three months and then I, I went to Qatar and different places like this. And this year, um, kind of out of nowhere, I get a mail back from them and just asking me if, if I would be interested by uh, getting back and work again for them in NXT UK. And of course, I say yes because you see me on TV, but uh it was really uh i was really surprised like because i didn't um, french people or maybe just me but we don't send a lot of mail or or stuff like that you know to, to stay in contact like we just we just kind of be very thankful for everything that we can have from anyone and we're not really like reaching to get some stuff so when they contacted me back i was really 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 happy because that means that they still remember me and it's still uh like my work yeah oh. uh, definitely i'm i'm uh i'm glad we got to see um i really loved your match against cedric alexander in the cruiserweight classic so i was once i like um because you're um I'm try I'm I'm gonna try not to butcher butcher this, but um like uh when when they when the people on the announce uh for NXC UK said like oh he was in the cruiserweight class like I'm like wait he was and then but it's that's because you were under the name uh Clement Clement Pichero. Yeah Pichero. Yeah. Um and and then I rewatched that match back and, and it's like oh that's that's really cool, like to get to to see you like under a new character in a different light and like um uh new new like style and gear and all that. Yeah, so, like, Clement Petu is my is my real name, and I think I think the first time with the Cruiserweight Classic, when they realized Petu is really hard to say from American people because for me it's really easy Petu. But for uh, American people, it's pretty hard. Apparently, that's why I think they kept my my wrestling name for NXT UK, Tristan Archer, and and yeah, I changed a little bit. I got more tattoo. I got a singlet now, and and I haven't done any diet for NXT UK, so I'm around like two twenty three, two twenty five pounds. So also, I look bigger. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm so sorry if I butchered your last name. No, it's all good. Like during the crew with classic, I think they pronounced it like ten different way, and none of them were the good the good way to pronounce it. It's pretty. Uh, it's like again, like some English words, 
I never been able to pronounce it properly. So there's no issue at all with not being able to say Pecho properly. Like I understand how difficult it is to 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 speak a different languages. So is there any like pro myth uh pro wrestling myths that um basically things that outsiders like wrestling fans think is happening in wrestling but isn't like maybe certain moves hurt more than people think they do stuff like that oh it's it's everything kind of hurt if you never been able to train or never been able to to take bumps when you're going to take bumps for the first time it's going to be painful uh, it's like judo or uh, boxing or whatever. When you really start it, everything is painful. When you're used to it, everything starts to be less painful. Um, if you watch Mike Tyson, for example, if you punch somebody with strength, the guy is not going to go down. If you punch somebody who is not trained, the guy is going to be like knocked out in less than 20 seconds, for example. In wrestling, it's the same stuff. We used to get punched. We used to get elbow. We used to bump. We used to take neck bump and stuff like that. And the only difference is just that we're going to sell it. We're going to make you feel the pain that you might have if you come to the ring with us because you're not trained. And when you're not trained, bumping on the wooden board, it's really tough. Sweet, man. So, what is the most painful bump you've ever taken? Um, I think I think the very like my very first bump on the outside, on the concrete, when I was in men's storm classes. Uh, we don't have to do it, but the guy was working my arms on the outside, and I just like I did want to take that bump and make him look strong Let's see sounds painful in itself so uh, what is your goals like things you want to do before your career ends in pro wrestling You there, Tristan? Hello. Hold up. Just connected. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Ah, yeah. cool. Okay, I just said that I have not real goal. Like, like I said, I came from um, not not a very rich family, and with wrestling, I've been able to to travel the world to to meet people every everywhere in the world. Like, I would love to be signed. I would love to be a full time wrestler, but I just did enjoy every moment. 
next week I will be not next week tomorrow I will be in WWE with the fan back finally after a year and a half with no fans in the crowd so I just you know very I'm just very excited about it and I just keep trying to keep this positivity all the time like everything I can do in wrestling is just something I can do more it's like just an extra extra stuff for me like being in NXT UK was really like really nice and I did enjoy everything if I never get back there fine I can't deal with it I'm just gonna be happy to do something else if I get back there I will be also very happy because that means maybe at some point I will be able to be a full-time wrestler and I just want this you know just making money and making a living from what you really love I see. That's amazing positivity. It's great to have it. And since we're closing, we're about to be closing up. So what is your dream match, like opponent you want to face um, in the future? And what's your favorite match you've ever had? So so many. Like, I, want, I, want, I have so many guys I want to wrestle. Like, I want to wrestle again Jonathan Graham because I I haven't wrestled him in like six or seven years. I want to wrestle Daniel Bryan. I want to wrestle um, uh, Dolph Ziggler. I want to, uh, so many guys, so many guys I want to wrestle. There's so many amazing wrestlers around the world. Like it's it's something I love in the Indies, in Europe. It's like you don't have to wrestle the same guy every week. Uh, I think I wrestled around like 300 different guys already. And it's really cool because you never know what you're going to do because you might not know the guy you're going to face or might going to bring something different than the guy you faced last week. So it's really cool, this, this possibility in the, in the Indies. But also there's so many guys around that who are really, really good. And I know I can have a good match so I can't not do a list. I just want to wrestle so many guys. And I think if I do a, a top five with no, like a really number one, I would say Maris and I mean. Or... Uh, dang it, we didn't get the top five. I want to run him back. We need that top five. Oh my gosh. What if you just text me, your 30 minutes are up, and we never know the top five? It's like, no. I would pay for to see Tristan Archer versus Dolph Ziggler. That hyped me up. I would pay to see him against Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan could. Daniel Bryan needs to win NXT UK one day. Like, anybody in NXT UK he fights will be a dream match, honestly. Put him against Joe Coffee. Put him against Pete Dunne. Jordan Devlin. That's the end of the interview. Ah, oh, you're back. Yeah, he cut. Sorry, I was speaking, 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 and I didn't realize that was cut. So what are the top five we must know? Oh, uh, yeah, the top five. So we've no, like really like holder I would say Maris Alani 
for the WCW uh, World Unified Championship. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, Chris Hero, uh, Tommy Hand, uh, Alistair Black, Malaka Black, uh, and Aigle Blanc. It's a French guy. Uh, it was with no crowd, but the match was really, really nice. Um, and I would say that like those five guys are the five guys I enjoyed the more. It's like we really click each other. Also, uh, also Cedric. Oh. But it's it's a shame that we only have like four minutes. It's not a shame that it's it's WWE. It's a program we have to. But I know that if we had more time, we could have done we could have done more. Like we could like three or four minutes more. We're gonna have we could have done so much more. Said, I agree. I mean, everyone in that match, really. Like, Kota Ibushi was in there. Yeah. So many dream matches could have happened. Yeah, it's so, like, they said the, the best, uh, the best 32 cruiserweight in the world, but they almost bring the best, the, the best 32 guys in the world. Like, they got, like, Back Saber Jr., uh, Sedek Alexander, Kodai Bushi, T.G. Perkins, uh, Great Metallica. There's so many like amazing guys. Yeah. So, I believe since we're about to come to the end, how about you ask the last question, Jake? Okay. Um, Mine's uh, the last question I have is how is it um, how is it backstage at NXT UK? Are there and are there some fun antics that happen? What was the backstage? Yeah, what was it like backstage at NXT UK? It was really cool. I met like I, I met all those guys in the Indies before, so basically just like you know seeing old friends like you haven't met for four years or weeks or months or whatever so just like kind of being with friends so it was really cool um and the taping was uh, also really nice and really like it's really well organized it's WDB you know it's like you need to be there at I don't know for example eight you need to be in gear at nine, uh, at nine, and then the taping gonna start at ten. The first match gonna be there, then this one, then this one, then this one, and we're gonna have to finish at ten. For example, everything is very well organized, so you, you there is no way somebody fucked up, you know. And it's it's really cool because you know what you have to do, and and you know when you have to do it, and you just need to focus on your match. That's all because everyone is taking care of the rest so so it's like it's same organization that I, I I went through during the cruiserweight classic it's the same stuff that's why they're number one because everything is it's so well organized there is no possibility for mistakes or or anything like that so it was it was again a very good experience great so Seems like you have a lot of pro wrestling best friends. Uh, it's not best friend, but it's just like when you met somebody who loved the same the same things as 
as you do. You just easily connect with them. And wrestling world is kind of it's kind of different of the regular world because uh for example I haven't met or I haven't been able to speak face to face with uh, Jonathan Gresham for I think seven years. Maybe maybe less, maybe five, maybe six, I don't know. Every time we talk on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, we just talk like we just met yesterday. You know, it's just, it just, it's time is different than the regular world. We just, we just don't, don't think about that. Oh yeah, I haven't seen this guy since seven years. Might stop talking to him because I'm never going to meet him again. But it's not like that. Wrestling is just, just different. Like when you met somebody, it's going to be, it's going to be there for the rest of your life. You know, it's a different link between people. Really is awesome. So, to respect your time, I have one last question beginning this. So, do you, um, between pro wrestling and teaching, is pro wrestling a hobby or would you consider them both 50 50? Like, which is number one in your life? For me, number one is wrestling. Uh, if I can choose and I, if I can be full-time wrestler, I will be full-time wrestler with, without a doubt. I love teaching. I love being with kids and, and this interaction and, and try to make them uh, a better uh, person for the future. But wrestling is my first love. And I spend so many time watching wrestling, think about wrestling, train for wrestling and everything. It's like, it's more than a hobby. I don't take this as a hobby because when you do something just for fun, you don't really take this seriously and I'm taking wrestling very seriously. I spend a lot of money for gear, for merchandising, for the gym, for the food, for everything just to be in the best shape possible for my wrestling matches. So for me, it's it's wrestling number one. But have to keep my regular job. Make sure that I can pay all the all the bills at the end of the month. That is amazing. A lot going on. We had a blast on um, having this interview with you. Maybe we'll see you later down the line. Thank you for this. Thank you. All right. All right. We just. Finished it. How? What do you think? I think I think he's going places. Seems like it. And uh, so, I get. I just gotta say, he's a positive guy. Um, and it's it's just crazy how many people like wrestlers were once teachers. I know that one wrestler um doing the game. Ah, he's in the new wrestling game, something Hassan. Think you know the whole Undertaker thing. He was a teacher, I believe. Um, Midian was a teacher. We have Eddie Dennis, probably one of the most famous wrestlers. Huh? Yeah. 
Okay, cut out again. Oh my gosh. Apparently, apparently Edgar doesn't like working early in the morning. Seems like it. So, as I was saying, popular wrestler like Midian, Eddie Dennis, Hassan, and Minnie at War, it's just thinking. Imagine being a young kid going to school, being a pro wrestling fan, and your teacher, like, I don't know. It's like, if you love your teacher, this is even cooler. Like, this is the best thing ever. If you hate your teacher, you can see him get beat up every week, you know? I really like how, um, like, the uh, how he lets time, he lets, like, 30 minutes to just, if you have any questions, if you're wondering anything, if you want to talk to me about wrestling, you have 30 minutes. But after that, it's class time. I really like that. It really is cool. Awesome human being Tristan Archer is. Go check out his match against... Um. Well, he um his match two weeks ago, I believe. Uh, what? No, it was a week. Was it a week or two weeks? Uh, he faced Joseph Connor. Yeah. He faced Jordan Devlin and Cedric Alexander. Okay, I know those. He probably faced others on dark shows or something. But as far as I know, those are the three matches. And his match against basically Jordan Devlin was that two weeks ago. That I think worked. it was last week. That was last week. Uh, Connors was two weeks ago. Okay. Ah, he like ah. Uh, this might sound very dumb, but like he does look way better in a singlet. He does. He and... looks way more legit, and it's not that before he didn't look legit. It's like I mean, his gear was black trunks, right? Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was the it was like black uh boxer trunks with um uh the left like um the left of his or like his right leg had like stripes down it and then his left leg had like an arrow really cool stuff um yeah, it was a cool gear but the the singlet definitely fits him more does i do like his wrestling style as well Yeah, I I really wanted to know what his finisher was because he tried to end the match with, or he tried to finish off the match with the G with Devin with the GTS, and I was wondering if that was his finisher because it was the way he tried to do it was really cool, like his like his style of doing it. Um, but now we know it's not his finisher. <laughs> yep, it's him. But, okay. Yep, his finisher, it was, like he said, you know, um, he already said it. I, the match I saw, he hit a pile driver, and I'm like, and then he got back up, and I was like, okay. He hit the, um, the move that Grizzly Young Veterans do. There's a name for it. I know there is. It's in the WWE 2K games. So, if you're out there, go make a call. Like, make a creative character for him. Make make it uh, either a um, Tristan Archer or 
or Clement Kaw. Yeah. Hey, you can. It's 2K. You can team Lance Archer with him. Or the Archer brothers. <laughs> the Archer. The Archers. I'm, uh, um, I'm not even, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name. <laughs> I know I'm going to butcher it. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> um, that, I don't know, it, it's like, his story is crazy, it's just, grow up in a place with a middle-aged family. In a place where wrestling isn't popular, and uh, you know, now you have your dream, you're in WWE, and WWE calls out for you, you don't call out for WWE. That's just that's how I guess I won't say you made it when that happens, but that's how you know something's really special with you. Yeah, because I because I knew with the cruiserweight classic that he had been like he like they knew of him, so I was wondering uh, now that for, with NXT UK, um, like did he go to them? Did they call him? Like how did like how did that situate? And the fact that they called him and wanted him back was amazing. It is. It really is. Gosh, I know. I, I I had pretty much every. I believe I didn't get to one question in my list. Yeah, I didn't get to one question. I got to about all my questions. I'll probably see as soon as it ends. You think of one hundred more questions. Yeah, my the one question I didn't ask. Um, was would you want to work work in NXT itself? Not NXT UK, but in America and in, in, in NXT. Oh my gosh! And, and the part of the beginning when you asked how is it like living in UK, I'm like, no, Jake, no, because I knew I was a French wrestler, and I was like, this is going to be, this isn't the best way to start an interview. Well. I well, so I thought maybe he would like be like living in, like I I like I didn't know like that's that's why that's the, the whole thing of the interview like to get to know him. Yeah, uh, that's fair. So I knew not... he was, I knew he was French, but I didn't know if he was living in the in France in the UK. I didn't like in London. I didn't know. Yeah, yo. So, I'm going to tell a quick story, and it's not me. They're going to hear this one day, and they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, why are you talking bad about me? Um, So, you know how I get a lot of different people to interview? I have, like, a interview waiting list currently. Like, I have a few people that I've even talked to today, about five um, on the waiting list right now. But <laughs> one of the people that I was contacting – they're um kind of a lower indie wrestler, right? Yeah. So they're low indie wrestling. I I asked them if they wanted to be on a podcast. You know, I talked to them about it, told them about it. They said my podcast fee is fifty dollars. 
Like, I respect... Okay, look. If it's somebody like Ric Flair or some WWE wrestler, maybe any wrestler in WWE or anything like that, or AEW, I would understand there's a fee. That's respectful and understandable. But if, like, you don't even have really a name, it's... Like, maybe um, you could have a fee or something, well, but $50... I, I, I understand, like... I understand, like, get wanting to, like, like if you want me on, like, you're going to have to pay me X amount. Like, we're, but also, it's like, if you're an indie wrestler, and this is a chance for, like, if you have a thing set where it's like, okay, like, if I'm going to do a thing, like, if, like, I, I, they're, like, I, I can, I can respect that. Like, there are some people who are, who, will do it like just to like like talk about their story or talk about their music or their or promote a product or thing or whatever whatever it is that's cool but it's like if if he's an indie wrestler and he's not really making much of an income that fifty dollars can really help him out so i respect that see for me as far as fifty dollars for someone who like, I have more followers than, and really isn't, I don't know. I just think it's kind of strange. Like, if you're an indie wrestler and you're known, maybe Joey Ryan or something like that, it's cool if you have a thing. But if you're maybe just started out wrestling, like, and all the way to 50, if you wanted maybe... I would get if you had a little price thing, five dollars, ten um five dollars for thirty minutes, fifteen for an hour, stuff like that. Understandable <laughs> fifty in if, general. If, if if it's if he's paying fifty dollars, we better get like three hours with it. If if we got this dude and we pay fifty dollars for this interview, and um by the way, um not like dead serious. Like it actually doesn't make me mad or anything. It's more funny to yeah. me that it's no, just... no, no, yeah, yeah. It's like we're not trying to bash the dude. We're not like anything, or or anything like that. It's, it's just, just like if we do this interview, fifty dollars. Um, I don't know. I'm. I, I guess I'm just um, rambling at this point. It's just we get, we get a whole day. We, we get, better like, like, we like bet, multiple we sessions. If like if you're not in character in this interview, it's not worth it. Like, you better be in full character. You better be able to answer everything. And it's not us saying like we wouldn't pay for it. I would pay for a wrestler if it was like somebody. Um, if I, it was in my range of money, and I would pay fifty dollars for a WWE wrestler, a W wrestler, even dude, more, if, maybe hundred. If, if I. Like, I I know you'd probably be on board, but imagine if like somehow we got in contact with Sting, and it's, and it's like my fee is fifty. It's like okay, exactly. Fee is fifty. If uh, I don't know, I, uh, it's just how are you going to if like ninety nine percent of the wrestling community does not know your name, know who you are know anything, and if you're gonna, I don't know, because there's like cameos, cameos you can get probably for 
huge wrestlers that are less than that. For longer minutes. Or not longer minutes, but like it's like you can get like like less like you can buy a cameo with less money for like I don't know, like five minutes. Exactly. Oh gosh, this person, um so we're gonna get hate for this, but it's just fifty dollars for a person who is kinda unknown world. That's like if me. I'm not gonna say I'm as worth as him, but yeah. I mean, I have a. It's, I have a, it's just if it's like if someone offered me to be on their podcast, and I said, I mean, like I'm not one hundred. Like I, we don't have hundreds of thousand viewers each week. That's like if me and Jake said, that's fine, but it's going to cost two fifty. It's like, it's yeah. It's like if you want us on the pot on your show, fifty bucks up front, pay out. Exactly. Like it's like. The, the, I can guarantee the response of those people would be like, who the heck are you to, to ask for 50 bucks? Exactly. And yeah. also to keep the part, the identity of the person secret, we're not going to say the person because this is all just like, this is all just in laughs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know who the person really is. But I mean, I know who the person is. I talked to him, but it's not yeah, like but just... it's like you're not going to disclose his name, yeah, I'm not. like for for privacy like reasons and stuff like that. And yeah, one one want to get lawsuited or or anything. I don't yes. know if we, we could get a lawsuit for that, but because we're not. I, I mean, that would be a pretty hill move, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, there's nothing that we. You legally did, so I don't think you can. Yeah, I mean we're not slandering. You're you're right. So, yeah, I just wanted to make that. I just wanted to make that. Um, it was just funny to me, but in the future, I will be willing to pay for huge wrestlers, like we said, any huge wrestlers. Or at least known wrestlers. Like I would pay 100 for Cedric Alexander. I would pay 100 for a freaking Ari of Ari. But but the right now that's yes. we're we're more in the territory of if you can do it for free and promote something or or whatever. Yeah. Because I, there are a ton of people who like again, again, not I'm not trying to bash the dude, but I'm I'm just saying from experience, there are a ton of people who who would will do these things for free, whether it's thirty minutes, an hour, two hours, like whether they're kind of well known really well known or not that much. Yep. So humble guy um this man is I would pay a few dollars for him. I mean it's not like um eh I would pay I would pay some for um um when gosh what's his name? Archer. But for for Tristan? Yeah, Tristan. I'll, I'll pay a few for him. So him doing this free—that's a very humble thing to do for him. So, 
yeah. We'll see you next time. We had fun with this. Multiple people in the future, wrestlers, etc. Wrestlers, hey. rappers, artists. Uh, I don't know. Maybe even like uh, I don't know. Maybe even uh, maybe even other podcasts that we like and stuff. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, if you guys want to contact Tristan, his Instagram is Tristan T R I S T A N Archer. A R C H E R period underscore. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say give him a text or anything, but cool, hopefully, dude. why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want, like, uh, or you can try to message him. He might possibly mess it back. Um, uh, and, uh, but remember there, remember what he said with the, uh, his day in life. He doesn't really have time for much, but I'm pretty sure he might have time for a message or two. I don't know. Yeah. You got 30 minutes to text him. Um, we're, we're out. Oh, I will discuss a few things. Oh, yeah. I will discuss a few other interviews in the future because all of a sudden, so many people are texting me back about these interviews, wanting to be on them and crap. I don't know if it's August or something, but yeah. Well, I know it's August, but I don't know if they're just coming back when it's August or whatever. We'll see you in the future. Well, we'll see when we see you, but we'll see you with other interviews in the future. Thank you very much. We had fun.